<laughs> uh, what's up? Hey, Chris. <laughs> <sighs> hey, Zach. How's it going? <laughs> it's going pretty good, We're man. It's going pretty good. Having fun already. Yes, definitely. <laughs> uh, welcome back. This is Intername here, and I'm Zach. And I am Chris. Uh, yeah. Uh, welcome back. Yeah, I know. Gosh. Another, another week. We're recording another... on a different night again. Feels weird still. Yeah. It's definitely I'm probably an odd s- night. Switch it back again on you. I'm gonna have to change yeah. it to some green clothes soon because we're recording the day before St. Patty's Day. Oh, so it is. Don't get pinched. I guess it's not really the right I, green. Mine's more. Teal. I have green, but I'm not gonna really probably encounter anybody, so I'm yeah. not that. I'm not Irish. I don't think it matters. I think that you have to be. <laughs> it should matter. Everybody's Irish on St. Patrick's Day, right? That's like going crazy on Cinco de Mayo, which is fun. Nothing wrong with it, but, you know, it's not our holiday. Right. Yeah. Well, they don't even really celebrate it like that down there. I don't, oh, think, yeah. it's, I don't think it's near as big as, like, down we've, there made it it, yeah, like we've made it into. You know? like, I mean, people are always looking for some reason to get shithoused. And, I mean, you know. Well, and, I mean, all those companies got to make money. Yeah. I can't believe they had to come out with, like, St. Patrick's Day candy or anything. You right. Know? <laughs> you know i mean they do have like you know oh, definitely like there's some out there you know there's probably some peeps that are like made in like you know little green crosses or yeah, something or, uh, leprechauns <laughs> green, chocolate leprechauns green crosses yeah chocolate crosses <laughs> chocolate crosses what was that saint patrick was the one that like led the snakes out of town supposedly like oh uh, yeah 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 you're right some, some yeah. gummy snakes yeah. i think there's gummy snakes. worms but yeah. um i did see the other day uh, a uh it was something on the, one of those packaging videos or whatever, and like they were putting in all these like gummies from this gummy candy company, and they had like a twenty-five pound gummy snake. Twenty, like one snake, was holding it up like a fucking snake, <laughs> like big gummy snake. And like mm. I looked up the company, I can't remember the name of it. I do like gummy worms, and it was like gummy I mean, it was snake. like it was like five thousand servings or something right. like that. You need a big like serrated bread. Like three hundred, it was like three hundred fifty dollars. Like they had like five pound gummy bears, and like all sorts of crazy shit. <laughs> five so, pound gummy bear. Yeah. That's a lot of gum. That's like the That's... ones like Augustus Gloop was eating on. Or, uh, oh, right. Yeah, he was like yeah. on the ear of that thing. <laughs> That's about the same size those things were, basically. Oh, it's like yeah. those giant lollipops or suckers or whatever you want to call yeah, them. Yeah, I mean, know? that shit has to go bad before. Oh, and you got the nasty sticky ring around the outside of your mouth. They used to have, uh, I don't remember, I think when we went to the beach, they used to have like, you know, the candy store at the beach or whatever. Yeah. And they always had these like gigantic jawbreakers right i'm talking like they're like the size of like the the pop filter on exactly what i was picturing too and it takes like two weeks to get down to where the thing can even get into your mouth like it's just so nasty you're like what am i doing you know you're like nine so it's great (laughs) yeah we're shit talking a bunch of middle schoolers the the, the, uh the market for those things has to cut off at a certain age like somebody like sitting in their house like watching a movie like licking the giant jawbreaker it's like their snack <laughs> their snack <laughs> i guess jawbreaker is classified as snack yeah oh yeah but i mean like the smaller ones but those right. big ones it was like yeah yeah I'm, it was right. like a bocce ball I'm more of a you gobstopper like kind a of bocce guy ball. Like, yeah that's a weak jawbreaker oh jeez. yeah the ones in the wheel wonka boxes they yeah. were like i mean they break your teeth but after a little bit you could chew them up right yeah this thing on the it'd, inside. Take, it'd take a week of constant licking to get that thing <laughs> constant licking the only thing i could think of is like maybe put in a bag and like hit it with a hammer and break it into small pieces or something like, but even then like why not just buy 
just regular. You're paying, you're paying for the novelty of the five-pound jawbreaker. Right. You know? Yeah, like the giant Reese cups. Yeah, I mean, I'm or sure Reese's they're good. But I mean, if you're not eating that thing in a week, or you're not splitting it at like a party or something, it's going to be bad before you get halfway right. through it, like a five-pound fucking Snickers bar or something. Like, and look, I love candy. I love it. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot though. And yeah. you're just going to eat a lot more of it because, like you just said, well, it's going to go bad if I don't eat it. So, yeah. Because so, I would yeah, eat that then, entire then Reese's you, cup. Then you have to right? eat the whole Reese's cup. <laughs> I would eat the whole thing. And then you just thing. feel like shit for a week. <laughs> yeah. You feel great for that day. Yeah, and then, like, you after shit that, like you're shit like, oh, my too. God, what have I done to my life? <laughs> We're talking about oh, the real good issues Good stuff. Here. Good stuff. And actually, that kind of ties us into one of the... Uh, it kind of ties us into two different things, actually, because one of the emails we got was a couple questions about candy. Oh, right. Yeah. And it's uh, one about Skittles and one about M&Ms. And we're actually going to probably start doing this uh, little extra segment where we have a, what are they called? Maybe a mini episode or something. Yeah, like little mini episodes. And uh, we're going to be calling Entertainment Crackers. <laughs> and uh, we're going to do separate separate recordings for those. So, you know, if you want to check that out, it'll come out under the same name here if you follow us and subscribe yep. only going to be 25.99 a month <clears throat> yeah so it's basically <laughs> entertainment crackers is going to be like the secondary podcast yeah where we're doing other things like i think that what we're going to do is we're probably going to see we're going to talk about a bunch of different things but we're going to talk about maybe do some uh food comparisons or movie review stuff or like ranking yeah. of different items or talking about maybe do some uh Amazon reviews, you know, yeah, just stuff Amazon that we're finding reviews. funny and interesting, and hopefully, hopefully you do too. Yeah, some food stuff. Did you say that? that yeah, you yeah. Know? Like, I mean, I think that what we'll probably do in the first one is we're probably going to see if M and M's taste different if they're different colors. And I mean, we'll get into that when we talk about that on that. But right. and I'm already leaning in one direction on that one. Yeah, we're, yeah. We'll save it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but so if you follow and subscribe this on Intername here, wherever you find us. Uh, <laughs> All that stuff's in the in the details, but yeah, if you if you follow this, it'll just come up as another episode of this for now. So yeah, it'll just be called Entertainment Crackers. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be fun. Yeah, definitely. Hopefully, not not as much as like geared towards one particular thing, I guess, but lots of different things. So we'll see what happens. So yeah, just like our conversation. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so um, another one of our emails actually was uh, another from the guy from. He doesn't live in buttfuck Maine. Where did he say he lived? Let's see. Let's see. Oh, right. uh, he lives in, he works in Greenbush, Maine. Yeah. And he w lives in, he, he just it, says he lives next to Old Town, which is right next Orino. to Orono. Orono. Yeah, where's University of Maine. So yeah. he's up there, up there in the, in the woods. And he had a joke for us for the week is why don't crustaceans donate to charity? Because they're shellfish. Yes, they're shellfish. <laughs> and it actually is funny because I saw this week, that, did you see this world's oldest clam that they... No. Supposedly, they world's found... Clam. There's a How lot do you of, even know? Well, there's got to be some sort of way to carbon date it or something. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> they found, they fished this this uh, clam out. And like, I mean, there's kind of a argument on how old it is they think it might have been born the same year like 1806 or something what and uh let's see if i want to <laughs> and like another 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 guesstimate like, took my breath away another like 1806 
Uh, yeah, older like, than um, the, the other old trees. Let's see if I can. Oh, yeah, here we go. Um, this it's it says it's possibly born 1806, 1809, but there's another people that are. Oh, of course, it's the Washington Post, and I can't. I don't subscribe to it. Um, okay, NPR here. They're saying that they think it was born. It's it's uh, it's a cohog oh. clam, five times the size of a usual one, about two and a half pounds. Uh, they determined that it was born in 1809. What? Yeah, and they called it. And we've talked about funny names before, right? Mm-hmm. Like the what was the the. Um, well, it's Pablo, already a Pablo, clam. Pablo Escobar for the cocaine bear. Right. Well, this clam, they named him Abraham Lincoln. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh-huh. I think that's great. But they, they supposedly, there's other people say it's probably not that old, but it was still born in like the 1800s. I mean, born, yes. I guess, like seeded or, you know, I don't know if born is the correct word, but. Bornt. Born, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I just thought it was funny that he sent us the clam joke, and then this week they found Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> People oh, on the internet man. are hilarious. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Bob. A real, real tidal wave of... <laughs> of uh, tidal wave. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, yeah. You don't notice anything wrong with that? Yeah. Anyway, sorry, gotta, you guys don't know what we're talking about. No. They might, eventually. You never know. Um... Yeah, so I don't know. I uh, thought your um was going somewhere. <laughs> no, not, not really. I mean, oh, I'm Lord. trying to find. <clears throat> I was going to look at another email, but now I can't find the. Oh, there it is. Sorry. I couldn't. My brain's not working correctly. So I was like, I think we got another email in Yeah, there. we got another one. It's uh, talking about the l- leaky ladies. Um. <laughs> leaky ladies. <laughs> We're talking about like all the adult diaper commercials and like apparently like i mean it's definitely not uncommon and i guess if you if had a child it might become more common right um yeah so from from what we've read yeah i think it was was funny some of the stuff in the email was (laughs) was pretty funny uh talking about uh what's her name pamela anderson Oh, right. The email yeah. says, in Pamela Anderson's defense, she lived through Tommy Lee and Kid Rock. <laughs> Fuck, man. I'm surprised she doesn't look like Glenn Close in the movie Hillbilly Elegy, which is hilarious. Uh, well so, said. Yeah, I, I laughed you. really, good for really you, hard on that one. Good for you, anonymous email. Yeah. Uh, yes. yeah. Person not named Teresa. Right. Definitely not Teresa. Uh, if you, But if you do have problems, go to the doctor and force them to talk to you. Apparently, like, That's a doc, OBGYNs just like to, like, Take a pixie and take off running. I guess I don't know what they're doing. Like, right. Quick and they, out. They just like kind of go. And, they go and get a look at it, and then go in another room and draw it. Like is that their thing? I don't know. Doing some. Uh, what are those that they do with the police line when they do the perpetrator sketches? Like they're doing some sketches of what they saw. I don't know what they're doing, but <laughs> they have like a lineup. Keep the doctor in the yeah. Keep the doctor in the office and talk to him about it. Don't yes. make him. Don't let him force you out of there. You know, yeah, yeah, it sounds like a horrible situation all around. Yeah, yeah, so I mean, you know, shout out to the ladies, keep doing you, but I'm, indeed, I'm glad I'm not one of you. Yep. So, uh, anyways, so that's uh, definitely the hit <laughs> you're, back you're on probably the emails. glad we're not one of you. I, too, I definitely but... don't know what I would be like as a woman. I don't know if it'd be. Uh, you'd be just the, like the you beard would be really <laughs> off-putting, I would think. But you know, whatever. 
you know. I could probably get a job, you know, just sitting in a, in a window, like just looking. You know. Like a parking lot attendant? <laughs> no, I'm just talking like. They, those just don't like a, exist. They do. I mean, they do. Not here. Yeah, that's not what I was No, I mean, like, just as like a freak show kind of thing. Hey, look at that bearded lady. <laughs> I mean, we can probably pull that off now. Yeah? Yeah. Um, did you see the big lawsuit for the week that was going in? I doubt it. Uh, there's a guy that was suing, is suing, trying to sue, uh, what's it, Buffalo Wild Wings? Yeah. About uh, that um, boneless wings are not wings. Like, <laughs> so he's suing. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, let's see, this guy's name. A Chicago man files a lawsuit against chicken wing chain last week for false advertising, saying the boneless wings are overpriced since they are basically chicken nuggets. Amen. Amen. Halim alleges in the lawsuit uh, against Buffalo Wild Wings and the franchiser Inspire Brands Incorporated that the boneless wings are just slices of chicken, chicken breast meat deep fried like wings, and the customers would either pay less for the boneless wings or not purchase them at all. Them at all if they knew where that product was made of. I mean, I mean, he's not wrong. <laughs> he's he's not, not wrong. Well, he's not wrong. At the base level, <laughs> but it's like, but what did you think you were getting? I mean, do you a deboned well, wing? I, think, I guess I think that he's just saying you're calling them something when they're not that. And I mean, they do that with a lot of things. You can't right. like American cheese. You can't call cheese cheese unless right. it's cheese. Like, yeah. like it's processed cheese food or you know whatever. There's also different names. Like when you buy American cheese, especially, yeah. it's not. It can't be called cheese because. It's not cheese. I guess for me... Chicken wings are the wing of the chicken, right? Right. But the clue is in the fact that it's boneless. And you're like, well, wings aren't boneless. Yeah, but I mean... So they're still calling them wings. You can take the bone out of wings. You can, but... I'm totally on board. I I don't think that he should be... I mean, I get it. He's trying to sue and make some cash. I mean, it's bullshit that he's suing him, and I hope he doesn't win. I I think that the judge has already tossed it anyway. But the, the Buffalo Wild Wings tweeted out Monday. They said, our boneless wings are all white meat chicken. Right. Our com- our hamburgers contain no ham, and our buffalo wings are zero percent buffalo. <laughs> so I mean, I get I get the whole idea behind it, but right. I'm more on the I'm angry about them calling them chicken wings when they're giving you <coughs> excuse half of wings. Right. A chicken wing is the entire flat and the drum <laughs> and the tip all together. Huh. When they when you order a dozen chicken wings, you're getting six actual wings. Right. Which I mean, when you think of it like that, you're like, oh wow, I basically ate a whole chicken, right? <laughs> but it, that's where the false advertising is, in my opinion. Right. Chicken have six wings. No, no, no. They, they, they say it's wings, but it's it's only half of wings. Right. I mean, yeah, I got you. You know, part. like if you order if you if you get a chicken breast. Like off like a rotisserie chicken, you take that the one part will come off the top, and there'll still be another whole big piece of chicken meat, right? Yeah. Well, they don't sell those as two separate breasts. They might do it in tenderloins or whatever, but right. The the breast is one piece. Well, when it's a chicken wing, they snap it in half and say, "There's two wings." <laughs> That's bullshit. And I want to join that lawsuit if he goes into that direction. <laughs> I I guess I just uh, yeah I, I don't have a horse in that race. Like, right, right, but I mean that, that, this like I'm not a big thing. enough fan of this wings. This will actually be the kind of thing that we can get further into when we're in, <laughs> on entertainment enough. crackers. <laughs> yeah, I mean we might exactly. have one one day where we do that. But I I am under the firm belief that chicken wings are the wing, the entire wing, the flat, the drum, 
and that little tip. Yeah, and again, on, at the base level, you're not wrong at all. When I go to the Thai restaurant across town and order chicken wings, you get like three of those chicken wings. I mean, they're whole chicken wings. There's more meat on it. They right. cut out. It's like that whole like Mitch Hedberg thing when he's talking about Kit Kats. <laughs> and he said Kit Kat has an ingenious idea to save chocolate by they take the chocolate, they stamp Kit Kat onto it, and it's like, that's robbing you a chocolate. <laughs> and so when they cut all that extra off, they're robbing you of wing. That's what, that's all I'm saying about that. Like, I just think that that's. <laughs> or they're saving you money. It'd be more expensive with that extra chocolate in there. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess maybe on that. But, I mean, you're losing out on that whole tip of the chicken wing. There's meat on there. You know, if, yeah, if the bird's yeah. going to sacrifice its life. Let well, me eat the whole thing. I wouldn't put that on the bird. I mean, the bird had to sacrifice its life. Yeah, I mean, it didn't have a choice. Right? <laughs> right. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's uh, Joe Biden's <laughs> poultry cartel that rules the world of chickens. <laughs> right. They're just keeping all those little tips, and they grind them up and turn them into vaccines or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Isn't Lord. that what they're made of? That's how you make the chicken pox vacuum. 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 Yeah, the vacuum. Vacuum. Oh, yes. yes. Ah, hilarious. So, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's great. A, a roundup yep. of some news for the week. I've got one story, right. which I just saw today, I think uh, from March 14th, this story, but the uh, drug smuggling submarine. Did you see that story where they uh, uh -huh. found the submarine off the coast of Colombia? That had three tons of cocaine and two dead bodies in it. Really? There were two alive people who were not very healthy as well, but three tons. Jeez. Like eighty-seven were million bodies, dollars. Were the bodies people or were they bears? The bodies were people. Yeah. They're gonna stuff them and sell them to that <laughs> right. fun mall in Lexington. <laughs> wow. And if you don't know that reference, go back and check out some of our previous But yeah, I thought it was funny that uh yeah, we talked about cocaine bear, but yeah, this is craziness. Cocaine sub uh, wow, three like, tons. And then you see the picture of this thing and it's like, Well, it doesn't look that big. Like, how did that's they a, how did they like, find I guess it wasn't like going way under under well, water? It says, um, yeah, I, I mean, a little bit I did of the reading of this. Yeah, they don't always go. It's a semi-submersible vessel. So authorities said there was an accident inside the semi-submersible vessel generating toxic gases from the fuel. And that's how t two people died. And the other two were going yeah. to die had they not been found. So they got um, lucky in one sense. In one sense. But then there's also <laughs> alive, three tons. They're alive to serve the rest right. of their life in prison. Yeah, that's there's $87 million dollars worth of cocaine. Wow, $87 yeah. Million. yeah. Jeez. And apparently, like, last year or something, there was another... some stock in right. Twitter. <laughs> there was another submarine found last year that was like $127 million. Jeez. Right. Are there, like, like, lots of little private submarines flying? Apparently, on? it's a thing. Huh. And usually it's just like in from South to Central America. They don't usually tend to come up to North America because you get caught doing that, I guess. But Right. Or more likely to. Anyway. Well, they bring like, that in through airplanes more. Right, yeah. I mean, you get on the coast, it's hard to come in. But yeah, United I guess States. it's a... Uh, you, got, you got local authorities plus the military stuff always. Right. You get I guess it's more of a regular thing from South to Central America. Perhaps that's like part of the leg of the journey. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. The, the, oh, yeah. And then it goes and gets dispersed over towards Mexico, and then probably some of it gets dispersed into like the Caribbean. And right. Stuff. Yeah. And then it's brought in through vehicles and boats. Yeah. Like, Crazy. Boats a lot. Yeah. They'll get them onto like cargo boats and shit, is where a lot of it comes in through. Like it doesn't come across like through immigrants crossing oh, right. at the southern border. It doesn't yeah. happen that much. In their suitcases. Yeah. They just, uh, there was actually. 
one of those uh, pieces of shit that was in Charlottesville with the tiki torches a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. He just got popped with uh, 30, like, what was it, 30, 30 pounds of fentanyl crossing the, crossing the wow. uh, Mexican border. 30 pounds. Yeah, white supremacist from Charlottesville. Guess what he wasn't? <laughs> you know? Yeah, he's, he's fucking... And he's one of them, like, super, like, ah, aggro. I mean, they right. were all aggro, but, like, he was one of them, like, his face was in the camera, like, losing his shit. Right. Carrying a fucking garden tiki torch. <laughs> <laughs> Wearing polo shirts, you know? Like, how fucking ridiculous. Khakis, polo yeah. shirt, tiki yeah. torch. Yeah, I mean, you know... It's, it's, the, it's the outfit, I guess. Right, it's, it's, it's the uniform. <laughs> so, yeah, crazy story. Another wow. crazy cocaine story. Yeah, well, I mean, apparently that's happening all the time. And then I said, this see also 28 pounds of cocaine found hidden inside wheelchair. Let's go ahead and click on that. Wow. That's from November 15th, 2022. <laughs> though. Yeah. Hidden inside wheels of passenger's wheelchair at airport. Wow. So they basically like Cheech and Chong. The um, yeah, that was, was that job. up in smoke where they made the the van out of that reefer <laughs> yeah, fiberglass yeah, it was reefer. Up in smoke. <laughs> I don't remember what that was called. It had a name like yeah, cannab. What was it? Canagrass or canaglass <laughs> yeah, or something? I, I can't remember. remember. <laughs> but yeah, they made the whole car out of like weed and then like it started smoking and then the cop got all fucking high and shit you remember right. that yeah because yeah, weren't they just stuck in the median and they were sitting <laughs> yeah, there they the were thinking they were just like, heading down the highway <laughs> stuck there the whole car was smoking yeah i think that was uh, up in smoke yeah. yeah yeah that's a good one if you if you do know the what's that from send us an email yeah there you go send us an email yeah. intername here at gmail.com nope missed uh, it again intername here podcast yeah. at gmail.com well, at least we're not saying the other thing we were always saying. Yeah. Well, too big dick. <laughs> no, no. No, that was also one of the other things. No, it was enter your name here. Oh, yeah. That's definitely not it. We never recorded that, but we, we went through a phase. It's definitely not. Yeah, getting that same. out of our system. Hilarious. So, yeah, don't hide cocaine in your wheelchair. Or anywhere, really. Don't even hide it in your nose. Like, I, That's a good point. We don't condone that shit. You know, you do you, whatever you want to do in your life, but right. that shit is... Half the time they cut it and, like, they put baby laxative into it. So you take a line and then you got to shit your pants. A coke poo. <laughs> that sounds like a blast. I can just stay up all night. Hey, it is. I can just stay up all night with shit in my pants. <laughs> Yeah, like chattering to myself. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> Having a runny nose. <clears throat> Excuse me. Don't do drugs, kids. All right. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. Did we, uh, we didn't have any more emails, did we? That was it for the emails, no. I think. I mean, we did get one from a guy that said we were with the 80, oh, right. 88th yeah. most popular new. <laughs> podcast in the whatever subsection yeah in the uh improv subsection. yeah improv uh position 88 but he he sent a follow-up that said that's out of 25 <laughs> so we're number 88 out of 25 <laughs> through whatever this is pod status still never been 88 at anything <clears throat> yeah we're the we're the michael irving of, <laughs> yeah there you go you know, number 88 um yeah. so yeah if you're gonna be a receiver why not yeah, so f and for the sports for the week, go Hokies. The women's team is yeah. number one, number one seed. The men's team lost last night in NIT, but you know, still yeah. 
Unfortunately, yeah, but it. finally put us out of our misery. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you know, they had a rough season. A lot of it was a rough season. Stuff, so. um, but, yeah, the women play St. Patrick's Day. Go Hokies. So. Who do they play tomorrow? Oh, it was UT Chattanooga. Oh, all right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Go so Hokies. They, yeah. Hopefully they'll run through there and bring a national championship to our fair little village. Oh. You know. The town. Fair little village. <laughs> it's so fair. I thought that was pronounced viage. 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 Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I uh, checked out a podcast, or podcast, a documentary the other day. Speaking of villages, this guy had uh, all this beef in this town in New York, Potsdam, New York. Like meat? P- beef. <laughs> like, 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 like he had beef with the town. Like, there you go. All right. Other people in town didn't like him, and he was trying to sell property and, like, trying to sell property to like a Dunkin' Donuts and hmm. the town council wouldn't let him but the neighbor of the other side of the property was one of the town council members so she didn't want it there even though there's like a five guys right across the street from this guy's house I mean it's the property huh. he was trying to sell right Right. so and he started protesting he started putting toilets up in his yard and like putting <laughs> flowers and stuff in them and now he's got like four properties with all these toilets all over the place <laughs> and the town's like irate with him people either love him or hate him right people come there to see these toilets and other people were like trying to get him to take them down and so he had all these legal oh legal fights and shit with the town he finally like spoiler alert he beat the town like yeah he yeah. was like look yeah. you can't tell me i can't have this artistic representation on my property and like he went and fought through all these like and i mean made through the yeah, state court I mean, and good everything. for him we, so the, the uh, documentary is called potty town <laughs> it's the village the village that's you know we're talking about our quaint village. You said that was a documentary or a podcast? Yeah, no, oh, it was okay. a documentary. Like right. the guy's like, I mean, he's kind of likable, but he said they asked him what he what happens when people broke the toilets because people just come by and like smash them and stuff, like because they don't want them there. Right. And he said, "Oh, I've got this whole barn full of them. Like he has people bringing him toilets all the time. He's got yeah, hundreds but he of does them. Like, now. I mean, he just puts them up and like <laughs> they made it like they, they, the town was like giving him shit because he couldn't have these toilets out there. Like you can't have anything on the outside that's supposed to be on the inside, right? Like hmm. you know, like I, who says? Well, I mean, I get like I mean, in, in, in our t- in Blacksburg, you can't you can't have like a sofa sitting in your yard. I mean, you can I guess for the day, but you can't just have it out there, right?" But what if you but, repurposed that sofa into a planter? Well, that's, that's the difference. So that's where they were. Because he went around and was like, they were showing all these pictures. People had, like, old bikes that they had turned into, like, parts of their garden. And, like, right, yeah. This one guy had taken all this inside junk and made, like, a cool clock sculpture, welded it all together and stuff, and had it in front of, like, some office building. And, like, yeah. he was like, here's the same stuff. I mean, because so they, as they a didn't planter, have a leg to stand on. Right, right. yeah, exactly. A, so he got money from them, and any time that there's uh anytime that there's any sort of damage they have to give him like all this notice to be able to fix it if he doesn't fix it in that time then it will be then he can be in trouble he settled on this but he also figured out a way to put the whole thing into a trust for his family so it's (laughs) always under the same rule no matter what and i was like cool this guy's fucking cool i think his name was hank and he kind of looked like Hank Hill from King of the Hill, which was kind of funny. It's even better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he well. talked with like that, like New York, like I think Pot's name is like Upper New York. Okay. So like he had that kind of New York Hank Hill. Like it was kind of funny. Like, he had his pants pulled up to like mid belly with the belt in the middle and shit. Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah. Not what I would have imagined uh, making toilet planners. 
No, but I mean, like they were all over. He painted his barn all sorts of different colors, and like the na- the neighbor that was the most pissed was the the, the people that they interviewed that were pissed were all like who you would expect to be like pissed. They were like supposedly art lovers, and like you know they wanted their community to look a certain way and have you know right, but only the way they want. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. I mean yeah. they're open minded, but only as so much as it follows. But this guy's but... whole <laughs> this guy's whole being turned into this after he retired. He just started dicking around with it, and then just now it's his entire reason for living yeah. is to like fuck the town. Well, <laughs> and just, and, I mean he's making this artwork. Yeah, and and the town basically caused it all. Yeah, I mean, but they have. I mean, there's people that buy. I mean, there's like people come to that town to see that. Right. So how is that a detriment to the town? Yeah, now you're a tourist. I mean, uh, it sucks if you live next door to it, I guess. But yeah, all of his he had, I mean, he was a landlord. He had all these have tenants. That that many that, people that, all these up. people were his tenants, and they said that he was great. Right. You know, like. Well, and maybe it's cool looking too. I mean, it might yeah. not even look bad. Like, sure, it's a toilet, but then you when know, you I mean, see what that's been done with it, like, eh, you know, you know that's I, funny. I get, like, I get if you move in and then the guy comes in and does it after. You know what I mean? Like, if my my if my neighbor, my new neighbor, just all of a sudden started bringing like broken down tractors and piling them up in the yard, <laughs> that's that's where right. that's I'd have a problem with that in, in a certain sense. Where well, that's if, less if, if, a I, work moved, of art, if I moved here and he had that, then how can I complain? Right, sure. You know yeah, what I, I mean? see what you mean by that. So, but, I mean, a bunch of tractors isn't a work of art necessarily. Yeah, but, I mean, is a, is a junkyard a work of art? I mean, no. It kind of is. But, I mean, we were talking about, about a toilet as planter, though. So yeah. <laughs> I'm coming from there. But right. Yeah. But, I mean, a junkyard, I mean... All those yeah. old cars and stuff, those are really yeah. cool-looking, artistic, right? So, right. But most neighborhoods aren't zoned for junkyarding. Right. I get it. <laughs> but, I mean, like, I mean, this town didn't have – then they made the, – they ended up making a stipulation in the rule before they went to court with this guy when they were like, uh, yeah, this definitely applies especially to toilets. Like, they were trying to, like – to completely specify <laughs> so this guy be, out of the become fucking... one of those obscure laws yeah and he basically said fuck you and he wants so good for hank yeah good for <laughs> new hank. york hank go hank so yeah i agree um yeah do you uh did you go i went first last time or did you what was i went first last week did you yep are you sure yeah because we were talking about it uh before we started recording tonight Oh yeah. About when uh what time we started our stories and whatnot. Yeah, which is about the same yep. exactly the same really. Um yeah, so I guess I'll go wow, first. We're right on track. Yeah. Getting good at this. Right on Zach track. But um I wish I could do the waka waka. Waka waka waka. Uh so I decided to do like a little combination of a couple different people this week, but I'm calling it survivors. Yeah. Oh, Lady survivors. In honor of National Survivors Month. Yeah. Well, we're all survivors every day, right? Um, True story. So the, uh, I just kind of got into like, you know, were there any women that like had like crazy interesting stories that weren't like, like necessarily like influencers on history necessarily like, you know, like the first, uh, the first person that did this or Mm -hmm. whatever. Uh, Mm -hmm. But I got into like, I started reading about I'm calling them survivors. So uh, I'm going to go a little different order than I've got it written out. But um, the first person that I found out was, where is this lady's name? Okay, her name was Anna Annie Edson Taylor. This lady was born October 24th, 1838. She lives in Auburn, New York. So 
maybe in her own little potty town. Who knows? Eighteen. <laughs> what is it? Eighteen thirty-eight. Yeah, there were eight kids in her family, and her dad died when she was twelve, but left enough money for the family to live apparently pretty well because she got kind of used to like a lifestyle, right? Yeah. Uh, she went on and became a school teacher, married, and then got pregnant and had a baby that died. And oh. like within like a month, I think her husband died. And she oh. became a widow, and really young, and just I don't think, as far as I can tell, she didn't get remarried or anything. Got dark quick. Uh, yeah. So um, after that, she just kind of was like trying to find a place to teach music or dance. Um, she was kind of moving from place to place all over. Uh, by 1900, she had fallen on hard times, and her ha- her house had burned down, and she'd lost basically all of her money to money she'd invested with a clergyman. Uh, imagine that. Yeah. Um, she always would like kind of like she was kind of her own thing with the way that she presented herself, I guess, because she always lied about her age, thinking that she could being younger would help her to make money, and so because she was used to being in the best class of people, the cultured and the refined quote unquote right <laughs> um so Culture ni- 1901 she decided to be i don't know why she did this <clears throat> it didn't really specify too much from what i was finding out about about this lady but it didn't really specify but she decided to be the first person in 1901 to ride over niagara falls in a barrel huh which she was hoping it would help. To so her. she was a first. Yeah, yeah. I guess technically she was a first, but it's not like a historic first. I guess. I mean, you know. I, I mean, guess that's pretty historic. Yeah, I guess because nobody can do that anymore. But I, I, I hear which it's not like necessarily she, she important. She didn't invent fire, or anything, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. Right. I mean, it's. I don't know how groundbreaking it was. So like, right. here I'm going to be the first one to do this ridiculous activity. I mean, there's probably groups of people that do that kind of shit you can't do it at niagara falls anymore well i mean maybe not there but you know what i mean yeah i I mean yeah you shouldn't be able to do it much different i don't know if that's much different than like being like one of those rock climbers that climbs with no ropes or anything right you know or like somebody flies in a squirrel suit or something right yeah yeah i mean i guess you yeah this is 1901 (laughs) on her birthday her 63rd birthday which she was probably saying she was probably about 50 then right (laughs) but on her 63rd birthday she she in a custom-made barrel made of oak iron and filled with a i guess there's i saw some said it was a mattress in there others said it was a lucky heart-shaped pillow uh, she got it's to the, a big difference. <laughs> yeah. Well, so she gets into the barrel, they screw the lid on, and then use a bicycle pump to compress air into the barrel, and then put a cork into it and seal her up into this barrel. And it's not like it's not like a whiskey barrel per se. It's more like it's a little more elongated, right? Like, okay. Yeah. There's pictures of it. Um, Is it I, I mean, I can imagine like a not a cigar shape. If you want to, if you want to look her, her name up, her name is Annie Edson Taylor. Yeah. Um, and so you can see her. I mean, she's like, you know, an old lady from 1900. So, I mean, you know, there's, but I think there's pictures of her with, with the barrel. Um, so she goes over the uh, edge, yeah, yeah, she, goes over the, she goes over the edge and at the Canadian horseshoe falls and then the rescuers reach it shortly after. And then they didn't know anything, you know, whether she's alive or dead or whatever. Um, Canadian they, Horseshoe Falls is that Niagara Falls? <laughs> it's just the Canadian side. Of okay, it. Yeah. Right. The current they put her in, I think, in New York, but the current's like pull her across. Goes that way. You know, it's the line goes right there. Um, 
she they opened it up and you know like i said they didn't know and they find her in there alive and she just has a small gash on her head and like uninjured wow um, so she's thinking like i'm gonna big the shit i'm gonna make all sorts of money right well she briefly made money speaking about the stunt but never got much out of it and her manager frank m russell piece of shit <laughs> ran away with the barrel that she used and used most of her savings paying and she used most of her savings like he took the thing that would could associate her with this like right you like know the, her, the her, proof so her to speak. game seven jersey yeah, basically, right. right yeah 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 and uh the artifact right so um she spends most of her savings paying for private detectives to find this barrel and it's eventually found in chicago and then sometime later it disappeared for good hmm. Spent her later years taking pictures of tour with tourists and, or of tourists. I don't know. Trying to make some money on the stock exchange. Trying to write a novel. She worked as a clairvoyant and provided magnetic therapeutic treatments to local residents. Oh wow! 1921. She dies aged 82 with no money, nothing. Um, she would tell people even when she was 82 that she was 57. <laughs> uh, she's buried in Oakwood Cemetery, Niagara Falls, in what's called the Stunters Rest section. Which Stunters they've had Rest. Enough people. I didn't look in to see how many people have died. Wow! But, but there's enough that there's so, a cemetery. Yeah. So mm-hmm. she had to use. She they use public donations to pay for the funeral. Like if she died basically alone and penniless wow. after doing this, like the first person to do this completely absurd thing. Yeah. In your story, um, that wasn't about a first. <laughs> yeah 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 so yeah that's anna annie that's Edson a good one Taylor. that's a good one i like it uh so like i said i was into looking at survivors and then i looked up and i'd seen this woman before i just kind of got into a little bit more her name was violent constant jessup violent constant violet no violent not violent no, i thought you said violent yeah. <laughs> yeah, her name's violent uh yeah she was born in 1887 yeah. oldest oldest of nine She's a looker. A memoirist. Yeah. She, she uh, was a looker. She spent most of her childhood caring for her siblings because there's nine of them. And uh, they thought at one point she got t- tuberculosis and they thought she barely lived. Hmm. Uh, another person, you know, this happened all the time. At 16, her father died and her family moved to England. She was like, oh, uh, she was born in Argentina. Okay. Um, I can see that. And she went to convent school when she moved to england uh her mom got a job working as a stewardess on a ship and she took care of the kids basically uh sometime later her mother got really sick and so she had to leave school and she became a <clears throat> stewardess too but she had to apparently this said that she had to dress down quote unquote to look less attractive because <laughs> i mean she definitely like has like the drew barrymore kind of look to her i think it's hard to tell from like a black and white much more darkly complected i think yeah that could just be the film too i mean yeah true 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 um she starts her first position 21 years old with the royal mail line on the ship called the orinoco uh okay so then three years later she starts working for a new company called white white star liner Uh, and she's on the rms olympic which is the largest civilian liner ever built at the time uh 1911 september 20th she was on board the olympic when it left south southampton england and collided with the british warship the hms hawk Hmm. uh nobody was killed in that accident or anything but the ship was pretty badly damaged and had to quote limp back to 
I mean, whatever limping so, back is for a ship, yeah, I right? I guess at least it didn't sink. Um, she stayed working on that ship until eight, April of 1912 when she was transferred to... The Titanic. The Titanic, yeah. yes. Was it White Star Liner? Is that what you said? Yeah. yeah that's what... Uh, Four days after they left, the Titanic did its Titanicking. Titanicking. <laughs> and uh, she uh, was ordered when the ship, while the ship was sinking, she was ordered on deck to serve as an example of how to behave for non-English speakers who couldn't follow instructions. I don't know what that really means. Hmm. I'm trying to keep people calm <laughs> when the right. ship is like buckling upwards. Right? Seems like it's going to be a long sign. Right. Uh, so she finally boarded lifeboat 16 and was given a baby as the boat was being lowered. Somebody just handed off their baby. Huh. Right. So she, that shit, that little lifeboat was eventually rescued and put onto the Carpathia, which went to New York City. And, you know, hmm. uh, soon after that, she decided to go back. She went back home to Southampton and uh, she continued working as a stewardess. And in 1916, she was working for the British Red Cross on the HMS, HMHS, uh, Her Majesty's hospital ship, Britannic. Oh. The Britannic had been converted to a hospital ship for the war. And in, on November 21st of 1916, an unexplained explosion happened. And within 55 minutes, the Britannic sank, hmm. killing 32 of the 1,006 on board. Um, wow. And uh, British authorities suspect the ship had either been hit by a torpedo or hit a mine planted by the Germans. This was during World War One. So, but uh, W World War One Q- QAnon <laughs> would suggest that the British sunk it themselves. So I mean, uh, like that's definitely a conspiracy. Oh uh, right, I get it. You yeah. know, like yeah. there's people who say that we sunk the Lusitania right. as an excuse to get in, whatever. Um, so like apparently the ship happened the ship cracked like sunk the same almost the same way as in the movie titanic huh. i don't know if they just they're probably just the design the way that ships sink like yeah. big ships like yeah that. right um she the propellers were still going it was shredding lifeboats and she had to dive out of hers and she got a head injury from trying to escape that but she ended up surviving huh. she describes the scene Gosh. as quote <laughs> The white pride of the ocean's medical world dipped her head a little, then a little lower and still lower. All the deck machinery fell into the sea like a child's toys. Then she took a fearful plunge, her stern rearing hundreds of feet into the air until, with a final roar, she disappeared into the depths, end quote. Wow. And weirdly enough, another guy, Arthur John Priest and Archie Jewell, were also on board that ship, the Britannic, and all three of them, including Violet, had survived the sinking of the Titanic. So three people. Wow. Within like, you know, it's like within like six months or something. What the hell, dude? Um, The universe is trying to take you out (laughs) this way. Uh, She (laughs) she returned in 1920 to work and continued with White Star Line, Red Star Line, and the Royal Mail Line until she retired in 1950. Huh. Uh, 1971, she died at the age of 83, and she's known as Miss Unsinkable or the Queen of Sinking Ships. Right. So she survived all three of those, and that was like within, you know, a couple years tops. <laughs> that right? was early in her career. Right. Yeah, and she was like, "I'm gonna keep doing this." I mean, how many times? <laughs> right for like decades and decades. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's so, crazy. And then the, the 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 so like you know we can go on the stuff. And I was like, check out this other person, right? Right. Well, 
I found out this this is the the guy for the week. His name's Winman Humphrey. Oh boy. Wycam Musgrave. Kit. K I T. Kit Musgrave would probably be the best way to. I don't know if I even saw a picture of him. Uh, he was a member of the British Royal Navy. Uh, in 1914, he was serving as a midshipman on the HMS Obakir, which was on patrol off the Dutch coast alongside of HMS Hogue and HMS Cressy. All three of them were armored cruisers uh, for the for the British, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Abukir was hit by a torpedo from U-boat 9, and this guy Kit went overboard and he swam away from the ship as it got hit by a torpedo. So they're like running in a pack, like the, the, the three. Sometimes there's dozens of ships, but you right. know, three or four ships, and, and these three were all together. So he, get, the first one, gets hit. He swims and is climbing on board to the Hogue, one of the other ones, and that ship was hit by a torpedo as well. <laughs> So he's like, fuck it, I'm out. And he goes and starts swimming to the Cressy. And when he gets to the Cressy, it gets hit by a torpedo. The wow. same U-boat hits all three of them right in a row. Um, <laughs> he eventually finds a bit of driftwood and went unconscious and was eventually picked up by a Dutch trawler. Within an hour, all three of those ships were hit. Wow. And then and he, he was on each he, he one was, of He them. was on all three of them, at least for a minute, right? Like he gets on it, boom, oh shit. <laughs> and he gets on the other one, boom, oh shit. Uh, so he yeah. survived the war, and in 1939, he rejoined the Royal Navy and reached the rank of commander. So, I mean, he wow. these people are like, we're not giving up. I, I think that right. if that one lady was younger, she probably would have gone a couple times over fucking Niagara Falls. <laughs> I think that she was probably like, oh, right. But, like, this guy, he lived from 18, 1899 to 1989. So, like, he lived 90 years. Wow. And so, yeah, he was... Mr. Unsinkable, I guess. Yeah. Mr. Unsinkable. Winman Humphrey Wykem Musgrave or Kit. Huh. Yeah. So, so that's my survivors. I think that was. Yeah, like that's kinda, good. That's good. You know, kind of a little bit of a relation to some of them, but. And you're all themed up and everything. Yeah. Well, I guess it's like for now, like it's kind of like employment. <laughs> <laughs> Got to do it, right, I guess. Right. So nice. yeah. Well done. Yeah. You got a lot of vibrating I'm blowing going on up everywhere. over here. How is it that, I mean, you're here. Who else is texting me? <laughs> I text you so oh. much. Oh, okay. We're always texting, Chris. It's unbelievable how much. For real. Oh, I had to, mom had to let me know that they gave away a chair. But oh. We went and picked up a new chair, so. Huh. Good. Compelling. Yeah, fare compelling, thee well, chair. Compelling topics that we're talking about, so. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'm not a... Well, I guess I am kind of doing a survivor. Actually, I hadn't really thought about it that way, but this guy right. definitely is a survivor. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Let me take a drink of water. Oh. Is that boneless water? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I doubt it. Which is very misleading. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> How many things do you want boneless? Why is everything not boneless? <laughs> right. You know? Why is uh, it just that they call it boneless wings? <laughs> I've never gotten like boneless potatoes, right? I mean, they're, well, it's bones. all boneless. I mean, potatoes never had bones, right? But in the they're first all place. boneless. Oh, uh, right. You just call them boneless. I mean, they're cutting those chicken chunks I mean, off. There wasn't bone in that chicken. Plenty of things with. they call fat-free, where it's like, well, yeah, but I never assumed that had fat it's in it. Good anyway. fats. <laughs> it's good fats. I only uh, eat good fats. Tasty fats. It's good stuff. Like the seltzer water is sugar-free. Like, well, yeah, it's seltzer water. <laughs> 
Come on. Yeah, but think, I think it becomes something else if you put sugar in it. I think it becomes like soda. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, um, I'm doing uh, Travis Walton this week. He's actually pretty famous, so a lot of folks. No, sounds like one, though. He is uh, Travis Walton. Isn't Travis Walton a basketball player? But not there's this Travis actor, Walton. And there's a former. Oh, yeah, Travis. He might be Bill Walton's son. Yeah, could be Bill Walton's yeah. son. Yeah, I know I saw him when I was looking this guy up, but uh, I kind of already knew the story of Travis Walton. He survived a um, an alien abduction, or an alleged Ooh. alien abduction. But he's uh, one of the stories that, you know, big, I guess, UFOlogy, UFologists, however you say it. UFOlogists? Yeah. His story is one of those that's, uh, I guess it's very contentious because it is perhaps very believable. Right. Compared to a lot of other alien abduction stories. Very, you know. Like when Cartman got the anal probe. <laughs> I'm not sure I remember. The whole giant one. radar comes out of his ass. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, nothing like that with this guy. But if you've ever seen the movie Fire in the Sky, that's how I uh, okay. learned, I learned this story back in the 90s. It came out in 93. That, yeah. But it's um, about Travis Walton. He gets um, He's on a logging crew. And okay. they're in uh, outside of a town called Snowflake, Arizona, and they're doing the slogging <laughs> contract. Why is Kid Rock not performing in Snowflake? Right. Snowflake, Arizona. Yeah, Snowflake, Arizona. That would be the perfect place to have that. Like, that would be great pillow fucking fight that they're gonna have right. there. Wow. Let's see how we bring them all together. Oh, all man. these things yeah. just kind of go together. Wow. We don't even know what's happening, yeah. and we definitely know you don't know what's happening. <laughs> Welcome. Yeah. I think I've seen fire in the sky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, when, yeah, I, yeah. when I was younger, I mean, I guess I was a teenager, um, I, I, I feel like I watched that movie weekly. <laughs> I just really? saw it a lot. I mean, and not always the whole thing. It's just one of those that was, movies. Your, your parents used to just lock you in a room and just play that movie, Well, I used right? to, like, on repeat. When we first got, like, satellite TV, you know, they had, uh, we had, like, movie channels, so oh. I would do my homework and watch HBO oh, you had, or you something. you had the big like, dish in the yard. Yeah, had the oh. big dish. See, I had to, like, watch my HBO <laughs> porn through the scramble. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, we had the HBO on the dish, and uh, so this was on a lot, I guess. Uh, some real sex, one. <laughs> <laughs> it was back then. <laughs> like that was how long ago it was actually one. Real like, sick. Yeah, the first one. They didn't even number it because it was like World <laughs> it War was One. Just World rare. War One was only World War One after World <laughs> War Two. It was just World War. Oh. <laughs> it was just like oh shit. <laughs> but um, outside of Snowflake, they're on this uh, logging contract, and uh, they've worked a long day. They being a, a crew of seven, so he's uh, one of seven people. Okay. Um, they uh, work till almost night because they have this almost um, night. Well, almost night. <laughs> I meant almost dark, you know, because you're in the woods, it gets dark a little faster, sure. but they work till it starts yeah. getting dark. Um, <laughs> you throw me off. <laughs> but it is, uh, it is alleged that the contract they were on, they were uh, kind of nearing deadline and they were afraid they were going to lose this contract for the crew that they were on. And so they were working late. They were working a really long day. They wouldn't normally be out there when it was dark. This time they were. So they all get in the truck and they're heading back down the forest road. Um, whew, got up on the mic. Heading back down the forest road and uh, they start to see these uh, like glowing lights through the trees. Right. And um, Travis, being a, I believe it says he's in the front seat. And I'm doing this without notes, by the way. I do have the Wikipedia page open in front of me, but <laughs> um, 
he says, man, like, let's go towards these lights. So they do. They keep following <laughs> that's exactly these lights. exactly what you should not do. <laughs> right. Hey, we're in the woods. Well, that's what everything about the story, about the story, it's like, what? It's just like a horror movie. <laughs> yeah, it's like, <laughs> you know? uh, I'm going to go to the bathroom. We just had sex. Right. And it's like, okay, <laughs> see you later. We know Jason's going to kill you. Right. Wow. <laughs> yeah, like if you're in the woods and it's dark and you see lights. Yeah. And especially, they're, and they're especially a way that you didn't just come from, right? And they're saying these lights, uh, those Jeez. stories of all the guys. These lights are pretty bright. Like they're all kind of like they can't figure out what it could be. Like it's too right. much to be a campfire, or, right? You know, so it's like we don't even know they, what this is. And it they could think be like, maybe it's a forest fire, but they don't think it is because well, it just doesn't look like a fire, right? Really. Like it's just that much light. But uh, they can't. The road doesn't really go to the light. So at a certain point, they had stopped. Travis gets out of the truck at this point. Everyone else stays in the truck. <laughs> Travis gets out of the truck, and this is according to Travis Walton and the guys in the truck. Is, they he, all... is he either the smartest or the dumbest in the group? <laughs> right. Which one is it? Well, I will say, and like I watched a bunch of stuff throughout the week uh, because I didn't. I kind of recently realized, like, oh, like this is actually a bigger story than I ever thought it was. I don't right. look into UFO alien abduction right. stuff very much. You don't watch the History Channel. Well, I do Ancient <laughs> Aliens, which normally talks about history and aliens. Kind of right. Well, it says history. you learn stuff about history, but then they try to put the aliens yeah, in that, there with it. The guy with the, the crazy hair is always yeah. trying to convince you. And it's like, you know, I can be convinced without all of the bullshit. <laughs> but anyway, um, where was I? He says uh, they've stopped a the truck. Travis gets out because he's a, a fool. And um, he, uh, <laughs> ooh, can you turn my yeah, you were just yelling. Yeah, sorry, I was yelling. I'll keep it down every day, though. And no more laughing. <laughs> right. He starts going towards the light, though. And at a certain point, he's getting really close to it, and the guys in the truck are, you know, yelling at him, like, you know, stop, come back, stop, come back. But he gets up to the light, and he's just kind of standing. And according to Travis, he thinks he's probably 8 to 10 feet away from this craft. He says, looks like... Uh, two pie plates with a upside down bowl on top so like your classic flying right. saucer oh, yeah, yeah. looking thing and um at a certain point he gets you know kind of scared himself because oddly enough maybe he's not as scared as he should be at this point and he kind of tries to get down behind this log that's there and in the process he claims at this point in time now that he's had years to think about it 40 years he uh this is 1975 by the way not sure i said that but um he gets within the electromagnetic force, what he has started to call it, right. like the light that is shining off right. of this UFO hits him, and so this beam of light has hit him. The now whole like once movie he, thing, right? Yeah. Exactly, like that part of the movie actually is kind of genuine to his story, although he doesn't float in the air. Was that kind of he, thing happening in movies before this, or did this become like the idea of it for the movies? Does that make sense? I think um, the because, from I mean, what I was reading, you've seen a thousand times right. in movies. Of but like this a, has become the sort of idea for that. They so said that like, came. Yeah, he like, didn't. He didn't. Story. He didn't have this this event with the UFO before that became something right. that you saw. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. But right. they do say, like you know, like you said in the movie, he's kind of suspended in the air. Right. Um, he is not suspended in the air in real life. They say that the beam does come out, but it hits him and he falls to the ground. Right. And so at this point. But that could have been for days of time. Could have been. But everybody in the truck is watching this happen. 
Like okay. they can see where so he is. So there's other people like, involved. Yeah, with this. they can't really see the craft okay. like he can see it. Right. But yeah, everybody, the crew is still in the truck, and they're yelling right. at him to come back to the truck the whole Shit time. Shit in their pants. Right, and so they run away like in the truck. Like they see this happen, and like a bunch of good friends, <laughs> <laughs> they laugh. They take off, although not all of them are his friends, and that might you know that'll come out in the story but uh like they take off down the road again they're like holy shit you know running away at a certain point mike who is travis's best friend and the leader of the whole logging crew stops the truck and he's like we got to go back like this is ridiculous why are we running away like we got to go get travis make sure he's all right so they go back and he's gone like they look everywhere around they can't find him eventually go back to town and on the way back to town you know call the uh i believe they call the navajo authorities because i think they're on a a reservation land where they are okay on this logging thing they're in a what is it apache sick greaves national forest so that's near snowflake arizona i can't believe they'd even name it snowflake arizona (laughs) right we don't know weather so they they call the police and of course you know they start getting questioned once uh, they're all there getting questioned by the police and immediately the police think something's up they're like no like you guys have murdered him something has happened like he's disappeared right. he's missing yeah. you yeah. know they go searching for him nobody can find him and so for five days all of the wow. guys in this crew they all tell the same story about what happened right and what and they're they not saw. wavering on it or anything they're not really anything. wavering on it but everyone's like well you guys murdered him we're gonna find out what happened huh. blah 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 but on the fifth day he's been missing for five days he uh gives his friend mike a call he's at a phone booth on the side of a highway um near heber arizona which is also near snowflake and they go and pick him up and he's basically shell-shocked he's you know post-traumatic right. stress like he's all fucked up right and um Eventually, after being catatonic for weeks, you know, not really talking much, just being really weird, he, um, his brother convinces him to go to this uh, hypnotherapist. You know, like perhaps you right. can figure out what happened to you. Wonder, well, if the, it was a little bit earlier, he could have gone to that Annie's. She was a clairvoyant after she flew over the Niagara Falls. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, there you go. To her. Right. But they uh, go to this, um, and I believe, if I, and I'm doing this again mostly by memory, I believe the person they end up going to is, has been known to uh, to do hypnotherapy for another specific popular couple that said they say they were abducted by aliens. Okay. So this is the same person that got the story out of them. So it's like, well, perhaps this person gets alien stories out of people. But right. you also have the eyewitness account of these guys seeing it happen. Right, but a lot of them are really, yeah, I think the eyewitness account is more believable than the, psychic or whatever right because those psychics they're good like the ones that are like like that john roberts or whatever that goes on tv i mean they're they're they know what they're doing they know how to question people to get them to admit things that might not even be true Mm -hmm. you know and who knows when you have someone hypnotized but anyway in his um his story he tells while he's uh hypnotized i thought i had something i was just gonna you know kind of read from there because uh because he tells it better, uh, like this is a kind of from he had written a book later on, you know, describing like what had happened to him. So, uh, <clears throat> is the book called Fire in the Sky. The book was called Fire in and the so Sky. So the movie, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And I thought I was going to read from that. Sorry. Top notch entertainment. <laughs> That's what you're we entertained. Do. You're entertained. You hadn't heard Chris laugh for a while, so there you go. <laughs> I see that Travis Walton was in the movie. 
He was, yeah. He was like citizen a, number three, right? And he looks creepy as shit, dude. Yeah, he's kind of a creepy looking dude. He's got that like long across the face mustache. Yeah, he's got like, the weird mustache. He's definitely a strange looking guy. And um, actually, there's a really good. Um, I always want to say Seth Rogen, Joe Rogan, um, <laughs> uh, podcast. Uh, like a, over two hours, he's interviewing Travis Walton on there. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. It's a really good interview, actually. Huh. And uh, so it's him telling uh, Joe Rogan the whole story about what happened. But uh, he, as he's being hypnotized, I'm just going to tell the story. He starts to, you know, kind of remember what happened on the ship. And he remembers, um, you know, at least three of these uh, alien beings. And he describes them exactly like we see them now. You know, the big head, the eyes, right. okay, smooth so, skin. So he got he got hit with the light mm-hmm. and then kind of fell to the ground. Right. And then they ran away. His friends left. Yeah. Then they don't know what happened to him. So right. he could have then, then then he's saying that like the 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 ship took him after the right yeah because when they went back there too the ship was gone he was gone right. like everything okay. was gone he says the next thing he knew at least in his hypnosis he says the next thing he knew he's kind of laying on a what he guesses is a bed and right. there's bright white light above him but not like a light that just the whole ceiling is white light. And right. he can't see very well, you know, because of the light and for whatever reason he doesn't know. Right. But he kind of can see the... See, what I'm seeing is this guy is like, this is this is every movie with an alien. Right, but this I mean, is before all of those movies right. came out. Right. So... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess in, that's why it's like, it's seeming like, dude, this guy's making this shit up. Right, exactly. I'm, I'm forgetting that he's doing this... Like be- he's, he's he's making this, this up before be- he's making up making this up before all the movies followed <laughs> right. what he made up. <laughs> but he you know allegedly. says he sees these aliens allegedly, and he's you know he's definitely he's fighting back is what he says. You know they're I guess they're they kind of messing with him, but they're really just standing there looking at him for the most part, and like they don't show emotion or anything. It's just right. kind of creepy that way. But he's lashing out and he attacks them, and they leave the room. And he's able to kind of get up and stumble around, and he does, and he leaves that room, finds his way into another room where there's this chair that he says, you know, when he sits in the chair that the walls disappear, and it's just like space, like all these stars and constellations that he can see. And that at this point, a human, or someone who looks like a human comes into the room with like a space helmet on. This is not in the movie. And... It's this human that leads him out of the room and back into a room with the aliens. And, you know, things get fuzzy at that point with huh. what happens. And the next thing he knows, he's waking up on the side of the highway. And then he finds huh. his way to a phone booth and somehow has the wherewithal to call his friend Mike. That might be the only... Well, that's what people remember phone numbers. You know <laughs> right. I mean? Yeah, like that's he, a good point. Yeah. He didn't have any sort of like, hey, right. call Chris. But he like, says when he woke up on the side of the highway, he, uh, you know... There was a. He claims, you know, there was a much larger ship than the one he believes he was originally taken by, like going away, going away. And that it's interesting that like the the aliens can come through however many universes and you know galaxies, you know planetary systems and stuff, and get you right and take you from this one little specific part in Snowflake, Arizona, (laughs) and then when they bring you back their gps isn't good enough to get you into the same spot that they took you from you know what i mean like it is interesting perhaps it's like six miles away it's like i mean i get like that's still amazing technology to be able to hit that close perhaps they're not even aliens you know what i mean 
I, I don't know They're what meth heads out in the woods <laughs> and whack I mean, them on the head. But perhaps they've been here all along rather than they're coming from far away. Well, you're going point. with the yeah. like uh, Ben and Black theory. Right, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm just... That's, this could be something yeah, we yeah, talk about right. on Entertainment Crack. <laughs> right, The theory behind. Yeah. But, um, so anyway, like, Travis is back. Um, he's told this crazy story. Of course nobody believes it. Um, I, but, would think that, I would think that Travis, just based on everybody I've ever known named Travis, right. would be the kind of guy that would go... Travis is back. Travis. Every time. This guy. When he comes he, into a room, he's like, Travis is, but I know, looking at him, he's not that Travis. He is but very soft-spoken. He seems like the kind of guy that would be like, right. like not that kind of guy. He's but definitely. Every other Travis would be like the kind of guy that would just like, woo, Travis is back. <laughs> right. You keep throwing me off. <laughs> yes, Travis. Sorry. No, Travis is back. But uh, yeah, so Travis is back. Um, Everybody doesn't believe them they want to know you know what happened here and so these guys all agree to do um polygraph tests lie detector tests right. for for as good as they're worth you know even at this point in time in 75 like it, yeah. all the same arguments we have today it's like well you know they do tell you something but do they really tell you if you're lying or not? right Who knows? yeah they only tell you if you're the father right <laughs> exactly apparently but um every every one of the guys in the group um takes a polygraph they all pass except for one guy who's is inconclusive who later on passes a lie detector test so at a certain point in time they all pass a lie detector test and over the 40 years since have all passed it more than once and they've stuck with the same story about what has happened and you're clipping again am i (laughs) guess i'm just getting too close yeah you sit up closer when you're telling your story well sorry if i'm too loud for all you all you weenies out there when you're telling your stories. Stop turning it up so loud. Take your earbuds out. Get a speaker. <laughs> Get an old boom box and carry it around on your head. Let everybody listen. But so, yeah, anyway, through the years, you know, they're, this is kind of the story that if you're going to believe in alien abductions, then this one is like, well, it, it's got more of the what seem like facts compared to other stories. It's got eyewitnesses. Right. You know, you've actually got a yeah. story. Like the guy goes missing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sure. I mean, there it's are a little bit more. It's a little bit easier to believe, I would assume, than right. if we're both. If there's four of us that can tell this story, mm-hmm. as opposed to if there's one of us. Well, and for you know, it's 40 like a years. hole in one. Like you get a hole in one. The last thing you want to do is hit a hole in one when you're by yourself. Nobody's going to believe you. <laughs> right. You got to be with at least one other person, right? <laughs> right. So, I mean, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, for 40 years, I mean, these guys have kept the same story. And, like, they, they tell the same story. Yeah, but is it Mandela, like, Mandela effect? What do you mean? Well, they just assume that it's a real thing because they've lived, like, you you, you know what the Mandela effect is, right? Well, yeah, but... Because, do you remember that movie with Shaq in it called Shazam? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know what the Mandela effect is. I'm you just having that trouble. Yeah. I mean, no, I don't because it didn't exist. Exactly. <laughs> but that, that's what I'm saying. It's, right. if we If we have the story... Right. I mean, it could stay the same, but it's always going to have, like, but then eventually it just becomes the story. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I guess. I mean. I'm not sure how that ties into the Mandela effect, though. Well, because it just, the Mandela effect is everybody just kind of believes something, even though it's not true. So I'm, I'm saying, are these guys well, just that's, all Well, that's your this? take on the Mandela. I mean, Mandela effect is actually, things have actually changed. They, 
No. Yeah, yeah. It's like because some people think Mandela died here, and so some people believe that yeah, he did actually die here, but something changed, and so some people actually believe him die or remember him dying, but now we live in a universe where he did not. It's, it's vivid. Okay, I'm gonna look it up. You go ahead. Sorry, I didn't want to like. <laughs> you know, I'm not trying to like. No, take it's all away right. This you. is this is what we do on this podcast. Yeah. So it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I was almost done anyway. Actually, right. <laughs> I was gonna go in another direction with it, but I, I'm I'm happy with where we are on the Travis Walton experience. Actually, yeah, so you can check him out on like. Joe Rogan. Oh man, if you uh, search, uh, I'm sorry, I keep yelling. If you search, <laughs> um, close. If you search uh, Travis Walton uh, anywhere, really, you're going to find all sorts of stuff, especially more recently, because uh, I guess it's with all of the new UFO stuff coming out. You know, the story right. has been rehashed. Yeah, UFOs, Bigfoot. Yeah, like it's really. Uh, I uh, mean, with the internet stuff, too. Yeah, you yeah know, just everybody's just, like kind of obsessed with right. those things. So. But he's also, you know, he's never really kind of promoted himself besides the book of course but uh like people ask him to come places he doesn't seek places and so i mean we but he will freely go and tell his story and right and do it for free even so, I mean, mandela effect is called false me- memories well that's a theory of the mandela effect well this right. is yeah but this is what i'm looking at on, that's this what, is on wikipedia so uh, i mean no. you know it's i've looked into the mandela right. effect a lot though. well it's uh it's this yeah it's it's phenomenon where you uh you can share false memories with other people. Right. Like, I mean, but if people you believe who... in the Mandela effect, that's not what it is. <laughs> I, 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 the Mandela effect I'm itself guys... is, is if it's as if it's true. Whereas yeah, that's saying, a theory debunking Mandela effect. I'm saying that these guys were living in the Mandela effect. If they didn't, I'm, I don't know. I wasn't there. They, they think it happened, but then in our but new they, universe, they, it did not happen. They have this collective memory of it happening, but it really didn't. Right, but that's not Mandela effect. That's I mean, exactly it's, what it is. That's a that's like a false memory. Yeah, but a but theory what of it, what Mandela effect is is a false memory. It's not what Mandela effect necessarily is. That's a theory of what it is. I'm looking at here. Let's see. All right. It's hard to like just find it right here on the. I mean, you're not wrong. I hear what you're saying. Like, but there are some people that say, no, it's not false memories. Like, our universe actually changed, is well, what see, I'm the, saying. The thing like, is, that in Mandela effect, is that people believe that he died in prison in the 80s. Right. When he actually died in 2013 after he was the president of South Africa. In this current universe, he did, yes. But in the previous universe that somehow got mixed up with ours, he did die. <laughs> that's what well, i'm if saying another, if we're living that's in a the multiverse. Orig- that's the original concept of the mandela effect though and right. then people debunking it say well yeah but it's just false memories like well yeah of course it is but when you want to talk about the mandela effect you don't debunk it immediately you have fun with it I okay mean, yeah. one well-documented <laughs> example of shared false memories comes from 2010 uh it was a clock in bologna centrale railway station which was damaged in the Bologna Massacre bombing in 1980. Oh, yeah, I know this one. 92% of respondents falsely remember the clock had remained stopped since the bombing when, in fact, the clock was repaired shortly after the attack. Um, years later, the clock was again stopped and set to the time of the bombing in observance and commemoration of the bombing. Yeah, like you said, it, uh, when I said the Berenstein Bears, it's the Berenstain Bears? Berenstein. Right, yeah. And that's another Fruit of the Loom. Right. Uh, there's like a lot the, of the uh, Mr. Peanut guy, I think, or the Monopoly guy, maybe it is. Yeah, yeah. there's uh, yeah, wearing a monocle. But a lot of people will say, rather than false memories, what it is is everybody like believes that something they said, happened. Luke, I'm your father, but right. he didn't. 
He said, no, right. I am your father. Yeah. Well, then I'm just saying. But they're saying perhaps guys, there was a time when in our okay, universe yeah. that actually happened. Okay, yeah. yes. But I'm just saying that these guys are probably living in some sort of mass. Like, oh, right. Multi- I guess I'm more inclined to believe something happened, but perhaps it wasn't a UFO. Right. Uh, yeah, I, mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I do say, believe does that. Does it say what they were doing before? Well, it did say like, that. Were they out drinking? Were they. Like, no one. Um, I mean, they claimed that they weren't, and they didn't appear to be drunk or anything. Like, right. they had been. Re- it's hard work, you know, so they had really been working right. hard all day, and they were coming close to the end of that contract. So they really were doing the okay. work. Like, um, but a lot of people did still say they were probably on drugs. Right. Um, and then there I were, don't have a problem with that. He was in a big argument. Kids with, do drugs. He wasn't a big I argument mean, with one of drugs. the. <laughs> he wasn't a big argument with one of the guys in the group, but that would still have to involve the other five guys getting involved with like disappearing him and bringing him back, right? You know, and then all keeping it a secret for forty years and yeah, the so I mean something happened. Yeah, or maybe it was just like a lot of woods, or, a lot of trees were down. You know, he fell and hit his head and like rolled under somewhere they couldn't find him. You know how be. easy it is to disappear in the woods. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. right. And I thought a lot about that the, one guy, uh, that piece of shit uh, abortion clinic bomber from back in the day. He was yeah. like, I mean, he was on the run. He was living in the woods outside of Asheville when we went down to Asheville. Oh, he, wow. Remember, they were looking for that guy. Oh, he'd been yeah, he'd yeah, been yeah. in the woods for like twenty years. Right. So. And, I mean, he was living close enough to a town that he would, like, go and sneak into people's houses and trash cans and stuff and take their food and stuff. Right. So he wasn't living, like, so far out. I mean, but, but I guess, no, they were they were in Arizona doing logging, though. Like, right. So were they cutting down, like, one tree? Maybe that maybe it did happen. Okay, maybe I'm completely <laughs> well, wrong. He cut down the one tree that's in Arizona. Yeah, I was surprised they were doing logging in Arizona. Like that was one of my big wow. Moments. Maybe, maybe in Arizona, maybe that's like an right. ancient word. Log is an ancient word for like sand, right? And they're just like sanding. Well, I, guess I remember just all harvesting the, bags of all sand. the years watching that movie. I guess I just thought it was in like Oregon or something. You know? Yeah, because I like, I can see how you could believe that a, like a Sasquatch could live in like the woods in like Washington, Oregon. Right. And stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's like you look off the side of the road out there and mm-hmm. like five feet into the woods and it's not you can't see anything else you could be standing five feet yeah in the woods and people couldn't see you i mean it's so dense yeah i could see that but i mean (laughs) i don't the ufo things kind of i don't doubt that they exist oh right right. yeah sure alien abductions are a little harder to i heard a comic once i can't remember who it was and they said that basically earth if there's aliens they treat earth like that bad neighborhood when you drive into it you lock the doors and you don't stop <laughs> they know what the fuck's going on here they're not fucking with we can't even not fuck each other up you know but i wonder what it is though you know something's doing yeah. something well i mean there's a lot of this was in the 70s how old was he when it happened 22 okay well i mean was he from arizona yeah, yeah, he was from Snow. What were they probably. doing about twenty-two years before the seventies over in Arizona? Sixty-seven, fifty-seven, fifty-five. Probably doing a lot of testing of certain things that could affect people's brains. Oh, well, LSD came later. No, <laughs> atomic bombs. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I guess maybe never in heard, that area of Arizona. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like Arizona, Nevada, New Mexico. Like right. they used to film all those uh, old uh, westerns there. Right. 
And that one, there was that one Western that John Wayne was in that like, of the like 400 people that were on the cast and crew, like 390 of them died from cancer or some crazy shit. Because they were filming like right where they had dropped like nuclear test bombs. Like everybody was getting all these crazy. I'm not sure like that crazy. was the case here. I'm that not is not that. in any of the theories. These are all sp- speculation, <laughs> allegedly. I don't know what the fuck. I've never seen an alien. People around here in Pulaski were calling in when those two planets were real close a couple of weeks ago. Right. They were saying all these lights, and they were calling like all these like responses for the yeah. state police about like they were seeing UFOs. So I mean, right. And they've they, I mean, they called in a couple since then. So I definitely there's... believe in UFOs, and I definitely believe they get covered up, which is why I tend more to believe the stories, because right. I'm like, well, you're covering something up, so I might as well call it aliens until you tell me UFO, what the hell well, it is UFO you're covering doesn't up. doesn't necessarily mean aliens. Well, in this story I'm right. telling, I'm talking about yes. aliens, yeah. though. So it's, yeah. uh, oh, yeah. you know, they, and, you know, something happened. So it's, uh, you know, to, to write these guys off as if the, you know, well, like, oh, they're lying. Like, this is what happened. And it's like, well, really, though? Like, <laughs> I'm not saying that they're lying. I'm, well, they, and I don't mean you. They I mean, might be collectively right. just remembering wrong. True. Or they or they did it. It's just, it's, it sucks that, like, the one guy got it and nobody else did. That would suck. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's the one that went up and touched the light, essentially. Yeah. Like, he believes uh, to this day, like, over the years, he believes that they weren't taking him to like study him or anything but they didn't mean to get him with the light and so they fixed him basically they and then gave him back they weren't gave him that like pen like men in black this is totally (laughs) like all those movies like wrapped in (laughs) one yeah well that's what i said it was like the most influential (laughs) i wonder i wonder i wonder if you would start to see maybe you would just be like we've talked about before where you would start seeing things that were, were always there but you never noticed, right. and all of a sudden now you start noticing guys with suits on and like following <laughs> you around, right? Yeah. yeah, but yeah, it's a. I mean, there's a, a lot more to it, obviously, and yeah. But Travis Walton, Travis Walton, yeah, not but Bill I, Walton's son. I love the movie Fire in the Sky. I still like that movie. Epic mustache. But interviews with him, the guy. That's the other thing. He just seems, you know, genuine. He seems so genuine about it. It's yeah. like it's hard to like. Like I said, I wasn't there. I don't right. know. It's like, it's hard to believe you were abducted by aliens, but it's like, I believe something happened to you. Um, it gets, it's weird. I wonder what it was. I mean, yeah. if well, other people hadn't seen it, I definitely wouldn't believe you. But they, Well, that's probably left for another time, Chris. <laughs> it may be. I think that's probably yeah. a good yeah, place to stop. We've probably been going long. That's probably a good place After to stop. After our argument about uh, yeah. <laughs> boneless wings. Yeah. Aliens. Mandela, Mandela effect. effect. We'll probably be back to the Mandela effect. I'm sure we will. <laughs> uh, what we will be doing is, I don't know if we're going to do it today or we're going to do it soon, but we're going to make it's entertainment crackers, and we're just going to be doing just stuff. It's not going to be near as put together as this. So <laughs> yeah, 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 this is, yeah, sorry for all so the tangents, you know. but we had a lot of fun. So yeah, definitely sorry for fun. yelling into uh, your microphone. Yeah, you definitely clipped a lot, so we'll see. Sorry for everybody that's missing one ear. Um, I'm not sorry. It just means you were listening too loud. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So follow us on, uh, you know, social media. Yes. Uh, you can, uh, get all the links in the description. And please email us. Yeah. Your name here, podcast at gmail.com. Definitely. And, uh, we'll see you guys next time. Bye.